Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by TJ Quinn. He's an investigative reporter for ESPN, and he and his team spoke with 85 different sources about Major League Baseball's plan to start their season. That piece, if you want to read it, is now available on ESPN.com. But TJ Quinn joins us now on the show to be able to discuss it. TJ, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, doing well. Good to be with you. Absolutely. We're happy to have you. So let's start with this. There was a quote from your story that was the number one thing that jumped out at me right away. You wrote, a former team president wondered at whether it's worth it to, to come back. It Quote, it's in no one's interest to play this year except the game of baseball. League officials are moving forward only because the long-term health of the game is at stake here. End quote. It stands out to me, TJ, because it kind of goes along with a lot of the other things that we've read about baseball losing money, even if they were to return to play with these games without paying the players. Are you buying that? Are you buying that spin that the owners are selling right now? Well, I mean, you got to take it with a certain grain of salt, obviously. Um, You know, they're talking about operating expenses and what's going to happen over the course of this season. Um, but the value of their franchises has gone up year after year. I mean, the game's in a funny place right now. Attendance has been down for what I think like 13 straight years or, you know, over 13 years, but revenues are at an all time high. So the players are saying, wait a minute, maybe you're going to operate at a loss this year, but you know, the long-term health of the game, you know, that, that is the, the bigger issue at hand. So I, I think, yeah, there were people in Major League Baseball at, at high level saying we should really seriously think about just not playing at all, especially when epidemiologists are saying right now there's a you know, very strong chance of a resurgence sometime in late summer, which could mean that they could start and have to shut it down, which would be terrible. But I think they also recognize that besides being able to salvage something, if they get the game going now, they may be the only game in the country for a while they've finally got a chance to try to recapture i, I think the national spotlight because it's going to be much much harder for football basketball the nhl to get going now tj as i listen to both sides and we just talked about this before we we brought you on here today uh the players digging their heels in on one side the owners digging their heels in on the other side i'm just wondering from your perspective just your opinion is this really the right time to be having some of these little arguments out in the public? Like, I keep the finances behind closed doors, in my opinion, and look for solutions otherwise that you can talk about publicly. But, again, is this the right time for them to be doing this? 
I don't think either side would like to be doing it this way because no, nobody looks good. And if the conversation is about, you know, greedy owners versus greedy players, nobody looks good in that. Um, and one issue that they've got is there's not a lot of trust or love between management and labor right now. Um, it, this is a shift from a couple of decades of peace. Um, you know, Tony Clark, uh, the current executive director of the Players Association, doesn't have a good relationship with Rob Manfred. And their top counsel uh, for the Players Association, Bruce Meyer, he's not, uh, he doesn't have a lot of fans with MLB either. And that's a real shift from Tony Clark's predecessor, the late Michael Wiener, who, you know, like Rob Manfred, was a Harvard Law graduate, um, you know, long-term accomplished labor attorney. And the two of them, Rob and, and, and Michael, had a sense of trust with each other. And now you've got these two sides arguing over how much money really is at stake, who really should bear the cost when there's not a good relationship between them. So, you know, it's this really bad dynamic they can't break out of. And the people out in the union have said, we know it looks bad for us if, if guys are saying, no, we've already cut a deal with the owners. Um, we're going to prorate our salaries. We're not giving anything else back when a lot of country is not at work. But the position from the players is the owners are going to make their money over the long term. The players only have a short window to make theirs. And when baseball was making record revenues, they didn't offer to share any of it then. While MLB is saying we simply cannot operate with this kind of loss, especially when you've got you know, the kind of testing that they're talking about and the, the way they're going to structure things if they get up and going, it's going to be really expensive. So, yeah, two sides who can't agree on what the figures are, who don't trust each other, and it's, yeah, it's ending up being a public battle. It's going to hurt them all. So my follow-up to that one, TJ, is if for some reason the NHL, the, NHL, the NBA, and NFL find a way to get back to operational and have their playoffs or start their season, and baseball is sitting on the sidelines still squabbling over some of these financial disagreements, that ultimately will hurt both the players and the owners in the long run. How bad of a look is that for baseball? And again, to, to the, my second point, the revenues that are going to be lost in public opinion alone and all that, it's going to damage both the players' salaries and the owners' profitability. Well, I think it's that reality that, that's going to make them settle this. Um, you know, there's been a lot going on the last couple of days. Baseball, you know, MLB has had to fight this on two fronts. One is trying to get some kind of conversation going with the players uh, and on the other hand trying to pull this plan together because you know the plan that leaked out over the weekend that was a draft and they spent the last few days getting feedback from their own clubs from stadium personnel from medical personnel and now they've got to go to the government and health authorities that control whether or not each stadium is going to be opened it's like somebody flips a switch the president of the united states can't do it the governors can't do it in some cases so now they've got to present this plan and sell it, um, which is a ton of work, and at the same time negotiate this. So I, I think the, the last couple of days there have been a lot more talks. The union's getting feedback from its players. They all recognize that they have a very short window to make this decision and that how much is at stake if they blow it. But the other thing is, you know, if uh, – this whole project that we did, and we had 15 people working on it, and you know, it's an incredible bunch of journalists, and this is what happens when there's nothing else for us to do. <laughs> um, you, you come away from all this realizing it's going to be hard as hell for baseball to pull this off, and that's probably the easiest sport to do it in. 
you know, it, it's a contact is not essential to the game. It's it's incidental. And so, how do you how do you start football again if you're going to have this much trouble with baseball? You know, how do you start football in late summer when most models show that there is going to be a spike in cases? Um, so everybody's seeing if baseball if, if baseball can't pull it off, it would you'd think that pretty much nobody can. Um, so it, it's you know, I'm, I'm not convinced that we're going to see any sports this fall. We're talking with T.J. Quinn. He's an investigative reporter for ESPN. He has a massive piece, he, as he mentioned, with he and his team of 15 people. They spoke with 85 sources about Major League Baseball's plan to start the season. Uh, it's interesting that you say that, T.J., because while I was reading the piece, one of the massive hurdles that Major League Baseball has to overcome in this is something that they kind of gave up because the players decided that they all want to be in their individual markets how much of a hurdle is it that they're not going to be in one or two places like the NHL and NBA are talking about right now, but instead they're going to try to make this work from as many of the 26 cities as they can. It's going to be really tough for them. Um, you know, the, you know, the players have not like the idea of this strict sort of lockdown, what they call the, uh, the biodome option. Um, and I've talked to, a few experts who said that, you know, there, there is a slight advantage in spreading it out and that, you know, people at home, it's easier for them um, to just isolate in their own homes and get to and from the ballpark. But one real problem they're going to have is that, you know, if we're seeing a second wave in, in late summer, early fall, it's not going to happen evenly. So you could be, you, you could find a situation where things are fine so well and Boston is having a sudden spike, or Philly is, or, you know, I, I live in the New York area, you know, the whole country's seen, you know, what virus has done there, where local officials in one of those areas may end up shutting down um, those ballparks, which means baseball's got to find new homes for them. And they have said that if they're ready to go with their plan and some venues say we're not ready to have you open, they're just going to move those teams and have them play somewhere else. Um, a lot of people have said if you want to be as, as humanly possible, you should restrict uh, where you're going to do it. But the, the, those same people we spoke to said, you know, if baseball follows this plan to the letter and the people who need to govern themselves and, you know, the distancing requirements and, and getting themselves checked every day, uh, not exposing themselves when they're away from the ballpark, that it's probably as close to uh, you know a, a good acceptable plan you're going to get. We're talking with T.J. Quinn, investigative reporter for ESPN and ESPN.com. Uh, kind of a follow up. You, you earlier said you don't think that we're necessarily going to see sports this summer or fall. What are the main reasons behind that? Um, well, first of all, I, I should make it very clear that I'm basing that on my extensive experience uh, with my bachelor of journalism degree from the zoo. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Um, I just have talked to a lot of them in the last couple of weeks. So um, th this is not to be taken as an expert opinion. But the experts I talked to said it's going to be hard, hard enough for baseball to do it. And there were some people saying, yeah, I give them a better than 50 percent chance. And that's if everything goes right. Um, you know, they, everybody really gave MLB a lot of credit for how thorough their, you know, their, uh, their plan is right down to where you can stand when you're waiting to take, uh, take batting practice. And everybody also saw the rules about not showering at the ballpark and, you know, not spitting, not, you know, no fist bumps, nothing. Um, 
it's going to be pretty tough to do. But how you, you can't play football by socially distancing. I mean, it's I just don't see if this is what it takes to keep it from spreading in baseball. How do you do that with football? How do you do it with rosters that are you know three times the size um, where contact is essential to the game? And uh, I, I had yet to hear anybody say that. Um, you know, football would be easier to pull off than, than baseball. Um, it's just, if somebody's got a plan, and I, I know that the NFL and the NFLPA are working on it and talking about it all the time, but, you know, if it's this hard for baseball, imagine how hard it is for them. Final thing for you, TJ. Uh, what was something that you found in your reporting that we haven't talked about thus far that either surprised you or you found most interesting? Uh, that's a... That's a very good question. Um, the uh, the politics of it, um, how everybody that we talked to said they were having a hard time figuring out what information was accurate, that um, there were criticisms that some senior officials at CDC and NIH um, were just parroting what they felt to be the Trump administration's desire to get things going. And that they felt they had to set up their own channels of communication within those organizations to people that they trusted. Um, I'm not entering into the politics of it. People, you know, can continue to argue about that themselves all they want. Uh, but everybody we spoke to from every group said that that was an issue, that, that they didn't always know if they could trust the information they were getting. Um, and it was a pretty fascinating subtext to this whole thing. That's T.J. Quinn. He's an investigative reporter for ESPN. He and his team spoke with 85 sources that ultimately amounted to what is maybe the most comprehensive piece that I've seen thus far on MLB's plan to start the season. You can read it at ESPN.com. Give him a follow on Twitter at T.J. Quinn ESPN. And as he mentioned, he's Mizzou made, so you should always follow his work because he graduated from the best journalism school in the country. T.J., we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Anytime. Thanks a lot, guys. Absolutely. That's TJ Quinn joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. He said one thing there. Baseball has something going for it that other sports don't. I want to get into that on the other side. We'll get into the junk drawer coming up at 1 o'clock. It's all coming up on Ribs and BK 101 ESPN.